The following content is provided under a Creative Commons license. Your support will help MIT OpenCourseWare continue to offer high-quality educational resources for free. To make a donation or view additional materials from hundreds of MIT courses, visit MIT OpenCourseWare at ocw.mit.edu. Hi, Pablo. Good to be back. Nice having you here. Um, so we wanted to talk about um, uh, a number of like high-level postmortemy things uh, for how the class went. Um, so we've got some high-level like things we wanted to talk about. We want to talk about the collaboration between you know the MIT and the Red Cross Red Crescent Group and, and your your folks. Um, how student preparedness went, and in particular comparing those teams that got a lot of support, uh, like client support, um, like SNAP of course, but also some of the other teams got a little bit more. And then the unsupported teams, which aren't exactly unsupported, but they got less so. Less so, and that's lar largely the heat wave team. I think was the the main one that we want to talk about there. So collaboration. Um, what do you all thought think about how we talked to each other, how we we met with each other, things like that? Well, I, um, I like the way how we we started the beginning of the semester, right? You know, we had the talk. Uh, we had some Skype issues, but I think the idea of kicking off the entire class with um, with the initial presentation of this is what your final project is going to be. It's going to take us a while to get there, but uh, you come into class understanding this is what it's going to be. And Pablo being the person to sort of uh, to sort of describe why this is going to be important, I think, set a lot of expectations well. Uh, so um, I think later on when we actually got to that uh, that that pro pro project, the degree to which each team actually could have been supported uh, actually became more of an issue. Um, you know, the teams that you could directly talk with and you, you know, well, you were going to be the primary user of the game, you know, clearly benefited. Um, but because, but you were there right from the beginning. Well, these other teams that maybe they did su receive support or some of them didn't receive support, but weren't talking with people who had been there right from the start, um, you know, uh, I think uh, felt Miami had felt a little bit more disconnected from from kind of the main thrust of the uh, of the class, at least when they got to that final final assignment. Mm -hmm. So um, something I like to think about for future classes is the extent to which, if we're going to repeat this format, where the primary client comes in right at the beginning to set the tone for the entire class, um, how do we represent more? more of the variety of different things that you can do right at the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so that when students think about what they're going to be doing throughout the entire semester, uh, they are actually keeping the full scope of the project uh, in mind, not, not just the one example that might have been presented to them on the first day of class. And we also may want to have something like an engagement meter because uh, I wasn't aware of the fact that some teams were feeling disengaged. Yeah. I would show up, some people had questions, some other had less questions, and from my perspective, those who had questions, I spent time, and it was about the same, you know, chronometric yeah. time per group. I could see that some were more lost, but I wasn't aware that what was needed was more fire in the belly. So and if we, we could... not see that either. Right. The students never reported it to us. Yeah, I was going right. to say that we, at the... At the, when we asked the students to do their postmortems, they were really clear about how this had been a big motivation and interest had been a big problem for them, but they never mentioned it to us during check-in meetings, when we were doing playtesting, when we were working with them. So that's the sort of thing that we need to... Yeah. Part one thing to do is probably then to warn them 
about that, that these are hard topics, and they can become boring topics very quickly. Um, and they need to step up and let us know when they think they're, they're facing a brick wall. Yeah. yeah, I think the clues were there. Like, the, like there were, yeah. if, we had, if we had means and a way to remind ourselves to like a checklist or something simple like that, just mm -hmm. to say, like, are you engaged? What's your motivation? And uh, again, that's assuming that we even want that to be our job. I think for anything client-based, it has to be our, probably our job. I think, that, I think that when we're asking them to work on projects where they have relatively little control over the topic, yeah. I think we actually do need to. Because I think part of it was I don't think the teams knew how much freedom they had to deviate Absolutely. from right. the topic they had chosen and the specific. They thought they had chosen this thing, and now they were stuck with it, yeah. even though one team was like, we, we chose a topic that just wasn't deep enough. There wasn't enough there. Um, and if they'd come and talk to us, we could have given them the freedom to, well, go change a new topic, or how can, we, de in, how can yeah. we go deeper in it, right? Um, but, but we were not sufficiently aware. But, but, that, but that's why a rapport with the, someone who knows a lot about the domain can, can, can help. And yeah. if they don't feel like they have that rapport or someone who they can readily contact for, uh, to ask even seemingly silly questions, mm -hmm. you know, then we're not going to be able to get them to actually ask the important questions. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes they can't tell. They, they can't necessarily tell what, what looks like flagging motivation on the part of the team or what just seems like end of semester pressures on the students, right? It's like they don't, un they, they, they don't know, they haven't been working on enough projects to be able to tell mm -hmm. the difference, and so we do need to help them through that, I think. By they, you mean the students? Though. The students, I mean the students. And one of the things you may want to consider is we know that both in the real life, in the future, in their future, as well as in future courses, there will be limited ability of those who are experts to interact with the game design yeah. team. The game design team, you took the effort, and I thought it was very well balanced, to have some who know programming, some who know narrative, some who know user interface, and so on. They will, by default, not have expertise on heat waves or cholera or, or etc. or climate science. They cannot assume that all they need to know, including the appetite for engagement, will be only in the Possibly, client. Yeah. Mm -hmm. MIT is a bubbling powerhouse of, of engaging stuff and if they could, as part of what they are told they will have to do in the future and what they have to do in this course, to reach out to engaging people, fellow students, uh, junior faculty or whoever may give them some time, yeah. uh, to just go and say what is exciting about this, what are the cutting edge areas, what are the institutional challenges, so that they also have to fuel their own appetite. Oh yeah, having an assignment or having part of that final project being like here's the research component that we expect you to do but we, but we don't we didn't like put an underline on we over it. We didn't make it explicit that they needed to do, yeah. you, to do We did when it was in trouble like for saving Gora Gora they were in they were in big trouble mm -hmm. we told them a number of, you told them we told them mm -hmm. um, I think you'd be surprised with what, what they came up with yeah. Because um, they they actually I think they took the the baton and went with it. They did that. Nice. The yeah, did. other cholera team did not, and they were given the same almost the exact same feedback. But, but that's the thing. I think there is a huge social barrier between the undergraduates and the rest of the institute. You know, with you know the Nobel laureates and even the postdocs here. Um, there's a lot of social pressure keeping students away from from that kind of interaction. Right. Yeah, yeah, right, all these things do exist here in MIT, but you know, some of it's reinforced by professors themselves, right? You know, professors who keep the doors closed when you're in the <laughs> office and things like, like, like that. Uh, and so uh, I do think 
some sort of like we, we, we have to give them the license and yeah. sometimes that's pointing them to specific people. Oh yeah, yeah giving them resources like right. here's a list one of these might pan out for you the others might not and that's okay just do what you can kind of prime them for it. It's hard to be a teenager in this yeah. in this space. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so actually, since we're talking about the student preparedness and that research, like, you know, what we saw between the what we were what we consider the supported teams versus the unsupported teams, um, which may or may not be fair, it could be the motivated teams versus the unmotivated teams. Uh, Snap in particular, really, really well yeah. supported. They got a lot of um, they they actually reached out to, to to you all for for help with the game. Um, you actually even did testing for them, and that was actually coming from from you and Jano, yeah, because you were running workshops. Right. How did those like how did those workshops run with like how did you interact with the team? Uh, so first of all, I think it's important to distinguish uh, not only what you are calling supportive versus unsupportive, but also Snap versus everything else. Yeah, because Snap was absolutely. a game That's concept that yeah. pre-existed the course that needed refinement and, and uh, digital interface. Mm -hmm. So from that perspective, it's not surprising that they had something clearly defined that they could run faster, deeper. And the group was a group that engaged and went deep mm -hmm. and went fast. Mm -hmm. um, the, the interactions we had with them, also very importantly, we have events by that we could use the product. Exactly right. So it was much easier to give feedback saying, when we do this, we expect people that will get bored. Why don't we try this other thing? It's milestones, which right. we give them milestones, but they aren't, they don't, there's no weight behind them. Right. These ones had an actual, like, if it doesn't work by then, someone's going to have egg on their mm. face, right? And from that perspective, I mean, we know this, but we can try to do more of giving students uh, more proportion of work that we know, we the client know that we have milestones. Yeah. Uh, that is limited by how much the real world gives us milestones to abide by, yeah. but we can try that. Um, I do not feel comfortable with the label supported versus unsupported because it sounds like some got time and support and some others didn't. I think it's it's more about the form of the relationship and how the time was used or the opportunity to use the time yeah. was used. Because you know, this I, I have no doubt that you supported the team when you knew support was needed. And as far as I know, the same was true on, on our part. Yeah. I, I think it's more about having sensors about when support is needed that is not being delivered. Yeah. I think what we're mm -hmm. like when we're talking about it in this way, I'm I'm using it based on how they describe their own relationship and, right. and their own experience. So that the teams who we're calling unsupported are the ones who in their postmortems called out and said we didn't feel like we got client right. support. It, they got the same amount. It was di a different, different way, quality. different quality, different quantity. Well, the way to put it is the same amount of support was there for them. They, I don't think, uh, one other way to put it is they didn't know how to reach out and get it. Yeah. They did not, they didn't use the resources that were there because at some level we weren't pushing them at them and a lot of MIT courses tend to encourage students to solve all their problems themselves. They don't want them reaching out. They want them, you know, figure this out. And so it may come as more of a second, may not come to them as first nature to go, hey, we need to go and reach out for more help and grab that support. And so that's actually the same thing. So what we saw with the SNAP team is we wanted, like the, the feedback they were getting from us was look at your front end, look at your UI. We wanted to see a lot of changes on the UI um, because they were, working on these milestones, they were really worried about the back end. So they're doing a lot of work on the back end. So there was a, we were, tr there were two different, they were getting two different messages and they chose client message rather than instructor message. Right. Totally okay and totally viable. Um, it didn't, 
like we, we took that into account. But that, I think the main issues we had with them is when they got our message, it was they heard it early on. They didn't react to it until it was too late. Had they done a little bit extra in the beginning. Right. Um, so one thing I think we need to, to think about with the class is thinking about like how are we, how are we helping them understand how to, to prioritize feedback, mm. right? Like mm -hmm. what's more important um, could be because, well, here's something that's actually going to get used. It could also be, well, here's a lesson we want to make sure that they, they get. And I think they got the lesson. They just got it in a harder way. <laughs> Sometimes they get a lesson at a point of time that they can't actually execute yeah, on right. that. But you know, hopefully yeah. they can do it for the next project yeah. after yeah. the class. Yeah. Um, so, something I want to suggest, actually, because we've been talking about how it's been difficult for us to figure out what's going on inside the teams. You know, we can sort of see the games and uh, that they're testing, but uh, the sort of team dynamics that you know we don't find out about that until near the end of the class. Um, and something that we used to do outside of uh, this class, but in our research work, was to get all of the scrum masters together on a regular basis to yeah. just do a sort of exchange of information mm -hmm. with each other, right? They don't even have to be necessarily reporting to us, although we can moderate those sessions. It's more about them sharing their experiences with each other and then may make it more obvious that, say, there are resources out there that some teams are taking advantage of and some teams aren't. Right. And maybe they can, you know, and of course we can t use those, those situations for teaching, but also for sort of like teaching each other. Yeah. Yeah. Creating some mm. group, creating some group group support. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about that before this this semester started, but we couldn't figure out a way to, to couldn't figure out a way to do that fairly. Like I, I already feel producers bear the brunt of the work in yeah. the in the class. Like um, they're the ones we see all the time. We don't see the the students working on programming or or design as much. Design a little bit more, but programming we just almost never see them. And we let the teams. Um, use the producers as their face. Yeah. So giving all the presentations, giving all the reports, answering questions when we ask questions in class. Um, and I think about how we, how we convince the teams to share out that work a little bit more evenly. Well, perhaps maybe we can reduce the extent that we require these, uh, these producers to do presentations in class and replace that with you know, these sort of more closed-off closed sessions where they don't feel like they have to be on stage and put on the best face for their team. They can actually just talk about, this is the problem I'm having with my team. Yeah. yeah. Um, so one thing I also wanted to make sure we talk about is what, did, what was it like for you? Like, how much of, our, of your time did we demand? Like, was it a lot compared to other projects? Was it a little bit? Like, was it a, about moderate? I, I want to start by saying one of the things that I really appreciated was the time we spent both face-to-face -face and uh, emailing and so on before the beginning of the course to have understanding of what you and your students can offer, what we need and can offer, and to manage expectations, as you said. I think that was very well done, and it's not always the case. So we, with, with students and professors and Red Cross in general within and beyond games. So thank you. That was really appreciated. I think that the the amount of time that I personally had to give was about as much as I anticipated and about as much as I think is reasonable to expect for the future. Uh, we did have Jano in particular and a few other members of the team of the of the Red Cross team who were available to give a hand and I think we need to improve because I, I did make it very clear that I couldn't get, you know, five emails per day asking questions. But to have some kind of ability for direct contact when either 
engagement levels are too low or mega confusion levels are too high or, mm -hmm. or sense of purpose is diluted and so on. So to, to refine that, um, I think it would be better to think of times when there can be, you know, slots of decided uh, interaction between each team and someone from the client organization that doesn't have to be during class. Yeah. Uh, so you, because otherwise we interfere with your plan. We, you gave us one opportunity that I thought was very useful, mm -hmm. but a little bit late in the in the development process, mm -hmm. and also very crammed. By the time we said, okay, this is the kind of thing you can do, there was no time for them to think, reflect. Okay, we can do A or B or C. Show those yeah. to us, and then us providing feedback. Mm -hmm. So even if it were one more chance via Skype, but scheduled planned yeah, and if yeah. and and uh, you know it is in the nature of our work to have to travel and it is in the nature of our work that travel timing changes outside of our control yeah. so there's a default date and if it has to be changed it is changed mm -hmm. but to know that there's going to be an instance of feedback that may be too little too late still mm -hmm. but to to anticipate that yeah. Um, yeah part of that is the students we don't always know the student schedules right so it could possibly be planned in the beginning of the semester, but planning it before the semester would be really difficult. Unless we just say it, this is this is the time that you're going to have. If you don't take advantage of it, you don't get it. Right. And it can be, uh, you know, it has to be. We propose it's this week. This yeah. is the default time slot. If not that time slot, agree on a different time slot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it's up to the students. So you're actually saying you kind of would have talked to them a little bit more. I if. If the problem was lack of engagement yeah. or perception of lack of support. So it's really that planning and scheduling. As long as that's in place, then the time is there because it's been planned. Okay. And also, I think it would have been nice for them to have access to, say, someone from the Ghana team to look at the color, someone Absolutely. from the uh, heat wave team in Buenos Aires, to, you know, yeah. th at least to get a flavor. There is another human being there that eventually can use their game. And I didn't do enough to help them envision the user, either the Red Cross user or the community level or policy or government user. I, I, think, I, think, I think we need to state that strongly, mm -hmm. that um, it, it's, it's, it's not just the information that you're providing, it's the fact that there is a real person who yeah. can really benefit from the right. work that you're doing is much more powerful than some sort of abstracted audience. So we have, we play, have provided plenty of documentation, plenty of, but that's that's yeah. not the same as, as a human being. That's not the emotional um, drive that you're going to get to, oh, someone's counting on me doing good work. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it might just be on our, uh, something for us to talk to the Terrascope folks to see how they do that. Well, they specifically get people yeah. uh, and, mm -hmm. uh, that, that who can commit on regular meetings. And the idea is, for, uh, my understanding is that it's for the domain knowledge prim primarily, mm. but you get that side benefit of yeah. here's a real human being who's excited about this right. problem or, you know, or maybe really concerned about this problem and that, that, that can be, you know, uh, and that can influence the motivation mm. of a team. Yeah. And also, I don't know to what extent we can keep cramming what students have to do. I know they already have to do way too much, but to look at how that kind of field is currently being communicated Absolutely. in the game universe and outside of that. So PowerPoints or documents they're across the board generally boring and unsuccessful, even if they have the right content. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So for them to get a sense that if someone really needs to create awareness on that topic, and this is the best they have in what exists in the real world, mm -hmm. how about you know, trying to give something that m makes people want to do more? 
through their game. Yeah. Well, I, I, think, I think saying this is how low the bar is, can we get it slightly better, <laughs> is less motivating than saying what's the best you can do. Uh, and, 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 uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I, but it's also choosing something that's going to get used. Like, yeah. why go in a direction that's not going like, to, they're just like, if this, is the, if this is what those people are thinking about, if you give them something completely not like that at all, they're probably not going to know what to do with it. Right, right. But uh, I mean, I, I can imagine things like evaluating current methods of teaching about a right. certain concept can be part of that research process that we were talking about, you exactly. know, just understanding yeah. the problem. Cool. Cool. All right. So I think it's about time to, to let you go. Yeah. But thanks so much for coming in. Uh, we thank you. Huge gratitude.